Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. T-Pain bringing us in there with a bit of Young Jock as well. One of the songs I would sing to all the shower days that I was hanging out with back in the day. <laughs> Just kidding. Didn't touch a woman's hand till I was about 23. But anyway, I did enjoy a bit of T-Pain growing up. And the reason for some T-Pain to get us going is because the title of this Money Mail was an end to the pain question mark. Now, whilst I was away, I was away in the Philippines, and if you haven't listened to the lessons from when I was in the Philippines, strongly suggest you go back and have a listen to that uh, if you are interested. I put something on the Instagram story to ask people what they thought about the Philippines if they had been, and I don't think many people have. It's definitely somewhere I would suggest checking out if you are into your travel, or if you can get overseas in time, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm a bit of a travel noob or rookie so I probably just get captivated by most of the places I go because I just haven't actually been to too many places although it may sound like it because I've been traveling a little bit recently but the things that people have sent through around the Philippines uh, are all quite positive and some really cool messages from those people who did send something in but whilst I was over there we had the Reserve Bank announcement and You'll be pretty familiar with these now. It's the official cash rate and is it going up? How much is it going up by? And I thought maybe it would go up to around zero point, uh, by 0.5% to about 5.75%, but it only went up by 0.25%. And our dollar reacted to that. And I think we need to do a podcast on how our dollar reacts to things and what that means whilst you're traveling and when you're buying things from overseas because when it reacted, uh, it meant that things got more expensive for me over there in the Philippines too. Now it's quite cheap over there anyway, but it still was a noticeable change in the currency and we were literally taking the team out for lunch not long after the announcement and it meant that that lunch that we took the team on was more expensive than if we had have gone two hours earlier. So we might have to do a pod on how that stuff happens and um, how it can impact all of us if we are looking to purchase things from overseas. But Basically on the Wednesday that I was in the Philippines, the Reserve Bank increased the official cash rate for the 12th straight time. It now sits at 5.5%. Now why our dollar reacted quite a lot is because there'd been some expectations set by a number of economists and thought leaders that the inflation would be here for longer and that the official cash rate may have to go higher than had previously been signalled. And that meant that our dollar starts to price that in and interest rates into the future and things like that. And then when the Reserve Bank come out and go, well, no, actually, here's what we're doing, then the market unwinds that stuff. So it's very interesting how this stuff plays out. But this is a 12 straight increase for the official cash rate and it's now sitting at 5.5%. Now this of course will be scary for some people and just another increase for others because for some people they are sitting there going what the fuck, what is going on, How? why are you continuing to increase interest rates like I'm already freaking out and you are just increasing them, they don't, they don't have an understanding of this stuff, they don't understand that it's still 12th increase, they are literally just like how is this still happening but for other people who have tried to understand this as it's gone it's basically a okay well this seems pretty standard now. This has been happening for a while. This is the 12th time that we've gone through this process of an increase in the official cash rate. And people are learning a lot, which is really, really cool because people actually, for a, you know, uh, in recent times, they will be learning a lot about the official cash rate where they previously may not have cared, wouldn't have known what it is, wouldn't have taken an interest. But at the moment, pretty uh, people are pretty interested in this stuff. So the Reserve Bank said that this increase should have already been factored in by most banks in terms of rates for debt they are selling as well as payments for deposits. Now what that means is that 
The Reserve Bank increased the official cash rate and basically said, well, don't be surprised. Like, we told you this stuff was happening, and therefore this is just a standard procedure get on with it a little bit and they didn't think that the banks would respond too much with changing rates for mortgages or term deposits because remember they're trying to decrease the disposable dollar of you and I those people who have got debt well that's not you and I sorry um, more so you maybe you've got some debt and increase the cost for of interest to people who are borrowing but I borrow in other areas and business and stuff like that and then take disposable income out of our pockets to pay that back so that we then spend less to hopefully then decrease the level of inflation in the economy. Similarly, they're trying to entice people to don't go and spend your money, park it into term deposits, park it into savings accounts, and will entice you with a higher interest rate so that you can earn more interest income, and then you won't go and blow it in the economy and therefore will cool inflation. So it works both ways, you see. But I think uh, the only rates that I saw change were from a couple of banks and they moved their official cash, uh, their own floating interest rate, sorry, after the official cash rate increased by uh, a small percentage as well. So it did still have some movement with the banks. But recently, the banks that you and I start, uh, or that we use, they started to anticipate that the OCR would reach 6%. But the Reserve Bank forecasted OCR graphs that came out with the announcement show the current 5.5% being about as high as they should need to go to kill the inflation demon. So this got everyone really excited because they thought, whoa, shit, it's it's finished. You know, there's no more. There's no more increases to the official cash rate. But we'll get to that later on and we'll have to wait and see. Hindsight is a beautiful thing. Now note, the banks have been horrible at predicting where rates will get to as well. But hey, they still get the coverage, i.e. the same bank that said we will now see a 6% top in the official cash rate only saw a 3.5% top 12 months ago. I don't know how many times we can keep talking about that, but basically... These banks put out predictions and the predictions continue to be wrong. And this is just because we're in such a crazy time. But just you've got to almost take everything with a grain of salt and all that at the, at the moment, okay? So remember to budget for higher interest rates, higher inflation, and you'll then take actions towards combating both. And hopefully you get a triple treat where you've increased your income, you get lower inflation than expected, and interest rates start to fall too. Wouldn't that be great? So take actions that go the other way Instead of going like, oh, this is bullshit, I can't believe this, and sitting in a, in a pool of fear and worry and um, you know, blame and, and feeling of hopelessness, go the other way and go, well, keep the changes taught me that if inflation's here, one thing I can do to combat that is to look at increasing my income. How do I do that? I need another skill. I need to figure out how I can do some overtime. I need to look at ways that I can bring in more money into my household. And we've gone through lesson after lesson after lesson on that stuff. If you apply that stuff, you won't be as likely to be the people sitting in helplessness going, how can they keep increasing the OCR? This is bullshit. I, this is disgusting. What's going on here? Etc. Okay, Because we want to move away from that because that isn't going to help us to move forward. So say we increase our income and we also uh, plan out what's the increase in the interest rates going to do to our mortgages and then we start to figure out, cool, what does our budget look like when our mortgage rates roll off? All things we've already spoken about because we're, you know, this is nothing new by now. And then eventually we get to a point where inflation starts coming down and maybe even interest rates do in the future as well. But you've done all the things. You've become someone who you weren't previously. You know, you've got a new skill. You've, you've changed your character you have completely changed the character playing the game and that is the, the game of life that you are the character in. So no one can take that from you then. Say you've figured out how to make an extra five, 10 grand. You've had the tough conversation about a pay rise. You've said, you know what? I really appreciate that pay rise to your employer, but you say, look, that's not actually going to help in terms of inflation. I've met that inflation being like this. My after tax pay rise would only be this. I'm still going backwards. 
have that tough conversation, see how you go. Once you've had one of those, they can't take it from you. Like no one can take that skill and that new layer that you've put on top of your character from you because you've had it. But if you don't have that conversation, you'll never get that strength of, well, shit, I've done that before. I may be able to do it in the future. And of course, you may not need these things in the future, but your children may, and you may be able to pass them down to them. Or your friends may, or the people that you're having a beer with on the weekend may, and they go, wow, I didn't even think about it like that. I didn't think about after-tax pay rises and things. So this is how you cumulatively impact people around you as well. So remember that you want to try and do things that keep you away from the fear, blame, excuse, deny, worry, anxiety, and all of that sort of stuff, because we just don't really know what is truly around the corner and what things could change. So if we prepare for the worst, pray for the best, and then find our way through the middle somewhere there, we're probably going to be better than just worrying about the worst all the time. The good news, though, is that the Reserve Bank have forecasted out into the future, and at present the OCR looks to have peaked, and it will decline from here to be just above 3% in 2026. That's still quite a long way away, isn't it? 2026. And as Mikey and I keep telling you, be prepared to have higher interest rates for longer. So that will no doubt excite a lot of people because I think there's a lot of people that are just wanting, hoping that the rates are going to start coming back because that will be a, a feeling of positivity for them. But if you're still paying 5 to 6% for your debt in 2026 and beyond, is that going to excite you and make you happy? Like That's probably, by the seams of it, the type of mentality we need to create. We need to be thinking, okay, if the powers that be are suggesting that there's a 3% OCR in 2026, my debt's probably still going to cost double that, 6%. Now if I factor in another half, so 6.5, what does my budget look like at 6.5% for interest in a number of years? Like I think people think that the interest rates are going to just start coming down and then just bang, they'll just go down massively quickly and it'll all be back to the days of cheap debt and whatnot. But if they have to seriously drop the OCR quickly, as Mike and I mentioned in a pod that's coming out for you soon, fuck, it's probably a sign that something's gone very bad and we're going to have more to worry about than an OCR that's just dropping all of a sudden from 5.5% to 0%. We're going to be in a world of pain and worry. Now, of course, as well, if interest rates do start to decrease quickly, you may then be able to break and look at getting onto a different rate, but you have to explore those things with a mortgage advisor when we get there. But at the moment, the Reserve Bank is saying that in 2026, they foresee the OCR to be around 3%. That will no doubt excite a lot of people, but given that it's been so uncertain, it's not easy to trust the experts in charge at the moment, is it? Now, I asked all of you that follow on Instagram, and if you don't, check out Keep the Change. I ask you to vote on whether this would be the end of increases to the OCR. And 79% of you said no, and fucking hundreds of people voted. This isn't just like, it was 10 people and 8 said no. There were hundreds and hundreds, and it was a very clear no. So we might have some counselling to do, you and I, because we've got some serious trust issues by the looks of this. 80% of us don't believe the Reserve Bank when they say, look, this is the top of the OCR increases. So we've all lost a bit of trust by the looks of this, haven't we? Maybe we're just a sceptical bunch and we like to be erring on the side of caution and make sure that we stay ahead so that we don't get surprises in the future. I think that's probably more it because we're proactively thinking about our finances. Now, even if the OCR has peaked, it doesn't mean that it just decreases rapidly from here. And this is what I was just explaining. So in fact, the Reserve Bank had this to say, the Monetary Policy Committee reached a consensus that interest rates will need to remain at a restrictive level for the foreseeable future to ensure consumer price inflation returns to the 1-3% to target range while supporting maximum sustainable employment. 
Well, don't be surprised if the OCR stays higher for longer, and we'll get into a did you know later on. But what the hell is a restrictive level? That's the terminology that they use. And they say that interest rates will need to remain at a restrictive level. Well, who knows? But it sounds like 50-50 language designed to give them room to have a rate that they can stay on top of inflation. Now, 2026 is a long way away in a world of AI, weather events, disasters, elections, economics, and financial hurricanes. So don't get too comfortable and believe that it's all smooth sailing from here, or that your house price will be rocketing up again and you can borrow for a new sustainable filtered spa bath on the deck you uh, thought would add value to your house during the pandemic. And there was a lot of that stuff that was going on, and then it sort of stopped. And now there's probably people that are waiting for interest rates to go down. They want to see their house price going up so they can borrow more debt so that they can finish off those filtered spa baths on the deck. But that may not be the case. That may not be what happens. And growth could be really slow in that sector. So I wouldn't just rely on being able to borrow against property unless you can add a stack load of value to it to get it revalued to ensure that it actually has gone up in value. Because the market just may not do what it used to do unless they print a whole stack of money again and hey we'll have some problems like inflation and other issues but let's wait and see but a unicorn isn't coming to shit out of pay rise in your backyard either and I've taught you that a number of times now and you ain't going to be making no cash angels out the back and some unicorn shit so that's not how money works so we've got to be doing things to think about how we're going to get through this next period people are going to celebrate when the OCR finally does peak and where there's no more increases and I'm like oh great now I don't need to worry. But not you. You're still going to be thinking, cool, this still isn't perfect. Inflation's still not down between 1% and 3%. Things have still gone up in price. If we go back three years ago, they're still way dearer than they used to be. I need to be on my toes. I need to be thinking about the period that we're in and where we're going to and where we're going to from there as well. So as an example for that, right, it might be, oh, I just get to take a breath because the OCR has finally stopped going up. The cost of everything has gone up massively. And for you, you may have children, for instance. So then you might be thinking about, well, fuck, I might see another time of this before my children end up at school or at university. I really do need to figure out how I can stack a bit of money aside so that it can sit in the market for 15 years so that by the time they get to high school, I can take the uniforms out of there, the school camps out of there. Uh, there's a buffer there to get going on to university or whatever it is that you decide you want to do with your financial goals. That's the level to which I would like you to be thinking about way longer term, not just, oh yeah, the Reserve Bank finally stopped increasing, fuck, how good is it? Like we just go back to, it's just the glory days again. No, like we've come way too far and seen way too much pain to not go, you know what, I need to start preempting the next run of this or I need to start protecting myself and my family, my community into the future. So that's the level to which I would like you to be thinking about. Not these people that are just fucking hoping that a pay rise is going to turn up on their back doorstep, or that they shouldn't, why should I even have to ask? My employer should just know. So bad of them. And where's my four-day work week? Bloody hell. At least the OCR announcement, or at the last OCR announcement and increase, I reminded you to be aware that from the first day of July, your petrol is going to become more expensive too. At the moment, it's subsidised. So we're not actually charging the true cost for petrol. So don't forget to budget for that too. If you drive a lot or if you use a lot of fuel in business, etc., you're going to be figuring out from the 1st of July what's that actually going to do. You need to model in the cost of that. But what's that also going to do? It's going to add more cost to everything. So we might see another rinse and repeat of inflation because fuel impacts everything. Because everything, if you do a 360 around you, how did it get to where you are? 
Well, they probably got there through freight. And what does freight cost to run? Usually fuel. So the true cost of fuel will be filled by all of us from the 1st of July too. Now the next OCR update is the 12th of July 2023. So it's actually not too far away. I've only got a month and a bit to see. Are the RBNZ, are they full of shit? Do they need to raise the OCR again? Who knows? We would have had GDP data in June that will confirm whether we're in a recession or not. But we've only got a couple of months to wait and see, or even if that. So all of these forecasts will be updated again. That's the thing to remember. Each time this an announcement happens, all of the forecasts get reforecasted. And I will close on exactly what that means later on, did you know. Now, in the meantime, a reminder, always map your actions towards achieving the, achieving the things you want from your life. And I just gave you an example, an example based on if you had children, for instance, or the things that you may be thinking about for your future. So don't just coast because it, it all stops. That's not going to be the right action to take. So what's your plan? Where are you going? What do you want? Who do you want to be? How do you want to do it? Very, very important questions, and you should constantly think about those. I.e., if you want to pay off your mortgage faster, don't rely on a future OCR drop for your interest cost to decrease. What actions can you take to clear more of your mortgage faster? You don't learn anything by paying off your mortgage faster because interest rates decrease. You literally add no value to yourself. Your life gets a bit easier because your disposable income increases and you may choose if you're disciplined, which you guys would, but a lot of people wouldn't, to pay off your mortgage faster to preempt the next time interest rates are higher, but you don't learn anything. So you don't want to rely on that as the only way that you expect to pay off your mortgage faster. You've got to get some new skills and you've got to become more valuable. So don't just look at the current period too. Make this a one to two decade project. A mortgage is a 30 year project for a lot of people to clear right firstly you want to try and whack a third of that off and go well how can I do it in 20 or faster but that is what the bank give you they set it as a project hey if you want this house we'd like you to pay it over a 30 year window but then interest rates start moving and things are happening in our lives and we lose a loved one or whatever and we're like holy fuck the world's ending well we're still in the window a small window of what's ultimately a massive project so treat your decisions and your thinking and the future goals that you set into those big windows as well. Okay, small actions now and yep, OCR sucks at the moment, interest rates are higher, inflation's higher, but we're in a window and we're still trying to find ways that we can better it, but things will come back to some form of uh, reality or normality, probably not normality or reality actually, it's like regression to the mean is probably the better way to explain it and it will feel a bit more like, okay, I've kind of adjusted to this, I've acclimatized to it, but we still want to be thinking longer term and we want to be thinking about our own projects and goals over longer periods of time as well so that we can just pull ourselves up and zoom out and go, okay, that was a crazy few years, but now we're on. Now we've got to get through the stuff. Now I've got to think about benefiting on the other side. So these economic times will change. So think about the longer term and beyond the current inflation and the OCR shit show that we've had to live through. You're a leader. Leader. Shit. Got that wrong. Not a leader. You're a leader whether you like it or not. And I think this is really important and powerful to remember because a lot of people look to other leaders, prime ministers, teachers, minister of finance, coaches, etc. And they're like, those are leaders. No, you're a fucking leader, okay? You're a leader of your household, a leader of your education, your children's education, and a leader of the attack on your mortgage. No one's going to a lead, no one's going to lead the attack on your mortgage more than you are. The bank ain't going to fucking send someone around to knock on the door and be like, hey, Willie from Westpac here, I'm actually the leader of clearing your mortgage faster. 
Let's go. What are you guys doing around here? Hey, get some of that stuff. Sell it. You don't need that. Hey, we've gone into the garage. I found four grand worth of sports equipment. We're just going to whack that uh, over to the side there, and that can all be sold over the next six months. We'll take that, and we'll pay down your mortgage. They ain't coming to do that. You've got to lead that shit for yourself, and that is a good reminder that you are a leader in your own life and different things that you are doing. And if you start to see yourself like that, you will start to lead across a number of different things. And you won't have this like, oh, I just, you know, I just wait for it to happen to me, or I'll just, oh, I don't know if I can make a decision like that. Start to learn to see yourself as a leader so that you lead from the front and people know, oh, okay, there's a bit of confidence here, there's a bit of trust there, they know what they're doing, they've got a plan. So many people don't have a plan. Look at our country, we don't even know where we're going. No one can stand up and be like, hey, Here's a strategy, here's the goals, here's where we're going, here's what it's going to look like. We just literally live year to year through the budget, election cycle to election cycle, things are getting worse, things are getting better, no one really knows, and there's no real clear vision. So you don't want to, again, learn from these people because they're not truly leading you. In a good organisational, well-structured environment, there will be a vision, there will be where are we going, there will be goals, there will be milestones along the way, there will be we need to get everybody on this bus Watch all successful stories and there are elements of this. These teachings are in the Bible, for instance, thousands and thousands of years old. They're in just about everything you come across. But for some reason, the people that we look to up as leaders don't seem to be able to display this stuff to us. So you've got to make a decided effort to ensure that you do see yourself as a leader and you can bring that to different environments that you're a part of. So a key role of a leader too is to bring certainty to an uncertain situation It's sure as shit been very uncertain recently, hasn't it? So do what you can to bring some certainty back to your situation. Like I said, Willie from Westpac, the mortgage leader, doesn't exist. Ain't coming. He, she, they, them are not coming to your doorstep to lead the charge on that. So you're going to have to take responsibility and action for that if that is a goal of yours to try and clear that faster as one example. Now I also did a podcast earlier in the year of my themes for 2023 and I talk about a little bit more around bringing certainty to an uncertain situation and trust for instance. Now I've been speaking to clients recently about being careful in a time of contraction because no, most people aren't thinking about growth but you want to protect your reputation by not being a dick during these times because on the other side you don't want to have burnt your trust and taking the shortcut, and being greedy, and ripped people off, and treated them like shit, and not responded to them, or not paid them, and not communicated why you can't, all those types of things in business, right, so you've got to make sure that you can still maintain your trust, you may not feel like you're growing financially as fast, whether it be in business, or in personal life, during a time like this, but sure as shit, you want to make sure that you still have the fundamental characteristics, that on the other side of a tough time, you can go back out to the market, and go back out to your employer and you can be trusted again. It's not like, oh, but you took us for a ride during a tough time, so no, like, fuck you, okay? So you want to be very careful what habits you let slip into your own life, but also what you accept from other people as well, a very, very important thing to be mindful of. Now, the Reserve Bank tried to do that for us this week. They tried to bring some certainty back to an uncertain situation, but I haven't done my counselling sessions, so I've got trust issues, and I suspect that you may too may do too. So what I mean is that they have tried to signal to the market that maybe we've stopped increasing the OCR so that now you've got a bit of certainty. Okay, oh, it's done. I can chill out from here. So don't take this week as a she'll be right moment because no one knows what's around the corner, even the experts. 
on your toes. You are one of over 7,600 recipients and 30,000 monthly podcast listeners. Gee, it feels good to say that. Did you know, in May 2022, it's only a year ago at the time of recording this, the Reserve Bank moved the OCR to 2%. Only a year ago, it was at 2%, now it's at 55 And they also saw it peaking at 3.9%. In June 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the 1st of June 2023 and it's now 5.5%. And it was that in May 2023. That is why you need to be very careful putting all of your reliance and ah, perfect. It's all done now into these people because just like you and I, they are dealing with uncertainty. And you do not know whether they are right or wrong. And there is a saying. The market is the market is the market and ultimately the market will tell us what is right and what is wrong. And just like T-Pain said, I'll buy you a drink. No, I won't because there's actually a 6.5% increase in beer from today, I think. Seriously, when I was in the Philippines, it's about 3 bucks for a beer. Back here, it's probably going to be $13. Anyway, look after yourselves out there. I'll see you on the next episode of Money Mail. Keep smashing your goals. Stay on your toes. Let's get stuck in. Raunchy T-Pain. Oh, we're going to get out of here.